When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Holly. Hey, Dave. How are you today? I'm doing great today. Thank you. You guys sick of hearing that? No. First of all, welcome to the What Difference Does It Make podcast. We are a proud member of the Pantheon podcast family. We also have a YouTube page. We do, in fact, have a YouTube channel. And if you would like to find it, and you should, you can search for us at What Difference Does It Make podcast, and you'll find lots of goodies there. Okay, got that business out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, so welcome. Happy to have today's guest in our virtual studio, and I think I should just let you take it away. As you have said in the past podcast, I am simply giddy about today's guest. This is exciting. <laughs> this is a little a little girl. This is a woman. She's a little girl to you. She will always be a little girl to me. She's a woman who is graduating from the University of Oregon. Her name is Emma Sloan. She happens to be related to me. She happens to be my daughter. I'm going to get to learn a little bit about Emma Sloan. I haven't seen her in a long time. We've said in the past, we put this podcast together to talk to people that we've always wanted to talk to. (laughs) So I've always wanted to talk to Emma about music. We do anyway, but this is a good opportunity to do that. It's like putting it in writing. Once you put it down, this is for real. Yeah. It was kind of a fun idea that uh, we thought of. The year she graduated high school, 2017, the year I graduated high school is the year that we've currently been following, which is 1984. So we're going to compare the two kind of a fun little exercise to see uh, which songs resonate still with us, what songs that Emma enjoys. She's going to represent her high school class. So it's very important. This is an important job that she has right now. <laughs> she is. I hope she's taking it as seriously as you are. I hope so too. So why don't we get right into it? This is the What Difference Does It Make podcast, and we're going to talk to Emma Sloan. Hey. <gasps> oh my God, it's Emma Sloan. Hello, graduate. Hello. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. How are you? How are we doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Good. So here's here's how we're going to do this. Yes. We are. Holly and I have been talking about the year 1984. That was the year I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's too soon to talk about, even though you're graduating from... Oregon college college this year 2021 it's too early to to kind of determine what the what the big songs are going to be or if you're going to remember mm-hmm. them or the impact it's going to have high school is the year like Holly and I graduated or you know she graduated a year before me but these are mm-hmm. songs that are going to appear over and over and over every life event you're going <laughs> to be hearing these songs 
there's going to be weddings. Something. There's going, yeah, there's going to be get togethers. <laughs> and the DJ is always probably going to be playing these. These hits. These hits from 2017 <laughs> of when you graduated high Crazy. school. Like these, yes. these songs from 84, <laughs> 83, 84. They're not going away. <laughs> they're they're not going away. They still get played. We still hear them all the time. They still get played. They still do. We'll, uh-huh. we'll ask you about these songs. And we gave you a okay. list. Yes. Did you? And I flipped over the list. You did. Did you listen to these songs? I did. Okay. I know the ones that are from 2017. I knew all of them. Okay. And yeah, we'll see how many of these from 1984 that you actually know. Or we'll just ask you your opinion. What you what you think of it? Um, okay, so, so so here's the format. We're gonna go. It's, okay. So we're gonna go the top five songs of 2017, okay. And, okay. and the top five songs from 1984. And we're gonna go okay. five and five, four, four, three, three, blah 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 blah, and until we gotcha. hit number one. Okay. All right. Perfect. Did I leave anything out, Holly? No, I think you're good. I I think uh, I think that's a good format. Take right. it away. All right, I'm going to ask you, though, should we start with 84 or with 2017? I think you start with 2017, and then, and then we'll go back. And so yeah. the finale will be the number one in 1984? Is that, yeah. is that how we want oh. to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Are you sure? Okay, Emma, is that... That one's a better one, yeah. Is that this format work for you? This is the first time we're doing this. Yeah, no, it works. Perfect. Okay, okay. it works. <laughs> I'm glad to be the experiment. It's, Thank you. It's Thank a, you for doing this. This is a fun experiment. Okay. So imagine we go back in time. Ooh, Emma's graduating four years, four four years, years ago four years back in time. <laughs> to the year 2017. And a, uh, a young, actually you were 17, 17 year old Emma is graduating from high school. The number five song from 2017. I remember this because at your commencement. Okay. So the yes. president, he spoke and he quoted this number five song. Do you remember that? Oh. I was like, well, that's weird. No. He's like, I believe it was the chain smokers who said, because, and then he, he read a lyric from some, well, something yeah, just like this. What was You don't remember that at all. Well, no, maybe I remember probably like laughing at him being like something the chain smokers said, like something we were all like, what are you saying right now? Yeah, that was. And really probably the parents are more present than the kids. You know, oh, the yeah. kids are. Elsewhere. I, was just, I was just sitting next to my friends, you know, laughing, chit-chatting during graduation, waiting for my name to be called. <laughs> exactly. So let's, <laughs> this, so this song, something like this, mm-hmm. this feels something like, just like this, something just like this, Coldplay <laughs> and the Chainsmokers. Yes. Do you like this song? No. <laughs> no. This Okay. So this song does not mean anything for you. I remember listening to it like it would be on you know the radio or just around like on in school events when we would have like sphere week and all that stuff like you know the pop songs would would pop up and this I definitely heard this song a lot it was just overplayed a lot of the pop songs in this list but like especially this one just played so so much you know so I don't know it's a not a bad song but it's not my personal taste you know Dave do you like it yeah I I I do like this song but um I know what you mean by overplayed because 1984 to 2017 you could listen to songs on demand as much as you want yeah which is why 
this song almost has 2 billion yeah. views on, on YouTube alone. And like Coldplay and the Chainsmokers, I like both of them, you know? Yeah. I like their stuff. It's just, it's not a bad song. It's just, I think now thinking back, it was just overplayed a lot, you know? Do you think you liked it when you first heard it? Yeah, probably more than I yeah. <laughs> do, do now then. Yeah. I was trying to that. think of what, what the quote was for this president would have said to it, to the high school. Because it's it's almost like a love song. I've been reading books of old, the legends and the myths. Achilles and his gold, Achilles and his gifts. Spider-Man's control, and Batman with his fist. And clearly I don't see myself upon that list But she said, where'd you wanna go? How much you wanna risk? I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts Some superhero, some fairy tale bliss Just something I can turn to, somebody I can kiss I want something just like this It's, yeah. it's more like a love song. Yeah. And where you want to go and, and how much you want to risk. That's I think applicable, so. Yeah. I think maybe that context. Okay. I think I probably, so he probably said where you want to go, how much you want to risk. I think that's probably what he. <laughs> that's an interesting spoke. quote coming from. Why like, would you say that? You went, like the high school would always be like, don't play safe. <laughs> you know, yeah. don't risk. <laughs> that's but, true. This was, a, this was a Catholic school. It was a Catholic high school. <laughs> it still that is a Catholic like, school. <laughs> It, it, this is true <laughs> but yeah that is an interesting quote i would not i wish i remembered <laughs> exactly what he quoted but that would make sense that he would say that so yeah. i don't know All interesting right. <laughs> are you a fan of this song holly yeah i like this song a lot yeah yeah it's it's i mean i like both of them i like both both bands um there's just something about as we've talked about music it strikes you or it doesn't and i really I just like this song. I think there'll be a number of songs on this, like this top five that I think parents like as well as, as mm -hmm. if not more than the kids. Yeah. yeah. It's funny though. I couldn't have told you before we put this list together. I couldn't have told you what year it was released. I would have said mm, a handful of years ago. It's not 2017 to me. I feel like nowadays, like people don't really pay attention to the year things are released necessarily. Like, you know, 1984, you remember it, these songs or the movies that were released. But I feel like it's not as common to, like, know the exact year that things were released now. I was in high school or I was in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was yeah. in high school. I was in middle school. Oh, that was, yeah. Not exact years. Do you tie certain songs to moments that happened in your life? Like you're at the beach with some, with, uh, you know, your friends or you, you hear a certain song and you think. Yeah, I mean. The next song from 2017 definitely has we will, like moments that I remember. All right. We so, will, we will talk about that. All right. So there's <laughs> a there So will. let's move along. All right. So let's move <laughs> along. Okay. So the number five song is a movie that 
I, I know for sure you you have no idea what it what it is. It's it's the movie Against All Odds. But I think you know the artist. It's Against All Odds by Phil Collins. Do you know yeah. Phil Collins? Yeah. What do you know I Phil Collins know, from? What well, you, I definitely know the name Phil Collins. You know, that's like a famous name that I would know. But I'm always bad at knowing the artist with the songs. But I know the name Phil Collins. And now that I see the song, I'm like, that's Phil Collins, you know? He did do the music for Tarzan. Do you remember Do you remember that? Oh, Does that mo- mean anything to you, name. those songs? I mean, I love Tarzan. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) First, the song that you would, you're saying you've heard this song? Yeah. You heard it before? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It surprises me more, just the opposite. I'm surprised that you aren't more familiar, not you, but I mean, because we think Phil Collins is like, I mean, he's an icon. So we assume Mm -hmm. that everybody knows him, but this Mm -hmm. song, I wouldn't have assumed, you know, someone, you know, someone your age might know. Also, a big part of why I know a lot of these songs is because I'm, you know, his daughter and (laughs) like, you know, music is always playing in the house. And so I always or like randomly, you know, I feel like you've must have showed me this music video or something like that because you always show me music videos and like, look at this one, you know, Uh, like, so I think maybe... Oh, that's fine. I I don't, I don't, well, I I don't think I ever showed you against all odds, but I, did you watch, so you watched the video? Yeah. Okay. So how shocking is it to see Jeff Bridges? Because I know, (laughs) know. I know you love him. If you didn't put that in the notes, I wouldn't have even recognized him. I wouldn't have known that was the coach from stick it. (laughs) Yes. That's one of Emma's favorite movies. Is it one of your favorites? Yeah. Yes. So good. (laughs) All right. So he plays the coach and stick it. Yes. Yeah, but I wouldn't have recognized him. And the dude? Did, did you ever watch? You're in college. You were in college once. Remember when you were? Did you ever I'm, watch the Big I'm Lebowski? Still in college, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Lebowski um, seems like a. It's always a college thing. I would think. Yeah, yeah, I never saw it, but again, the name, like I know the like the Big Lebowski. Like I've heard that so many times that I don't. I've never seen it. Well, Dave, I guess you're not doing your duty, are you? Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll correct that over uh, whenever you. Come back to no, we have a thing because he th- he's he's shown you guys so many movies mm-hmm. and well he has definitely yeah but I have not been neglectful my kids you know haven't seen a lot of things they should have have you ever seen Against All Odds because I did not see this movie Holly did you see, you yes, saw of, okay I course. I mean I I saw I mean this song I remember it because that's all I I remember seeing it over and over and over again you love yeah, this movie yes. 
And it's from the movie. The footage, obviously, is from the movie. But this is funny. In hindsight, looking at this and, and looking at, of course, I remember the movie and Rachel Ward is like, I mean, she was beautiful. She, she I just remember thinking, oh, this is such, a, it's just, the visuals were beautiful, everything about it. But now in hindsight, so in 1984, I was what, 19, 20, 19, 21, 19. How old am I? You're not, you were 19. I was, I was 18. I was 18 in 84. Okay. These people were older than me. It, it, like oh, yes. to see a love, a love story with people that seem to be that much older than you. I mean, now they're probably only 10, 10 years older than us, maybe 15, but it just seems now in, in hindsight, it seems kind of like weird. Why would a 19 year old me have been so enamored with a, a love story like this where people were so much older? I don't know. Well, I feel like I, like when I was even, you know, in like middle school, I would always watch when you're in middle school or high school, freshman in high school, like 13, 14, all of the love stories are of people older, but I was still, you know, yeah, we, enamored by it. I was still like, Oh my God. Yeah, we, <laughs> That's true. But, I, but we were old enough to almost be experiencing our own love stories. You know right. what I mean? In middle school, you're not right. I, I don't know. Just now I, I don't remember thinking of them as that much older, but looking at it now, I think, wow, I was only 19, but yeah, you're right. I mean, love story should be, you know, it's, I guess, universal. Should be. I was looking it was at- just so pretty. The, the, <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the movies from 2017. There weren't a lot of love stories. There, um, Call Me By Your Name. Did you, you like that one? I love that movie. Okay. <laughs> Such a good movie. La La Land's romance too. Yeah, La La Land. Did you like that one, that movie? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay. Did you ever see The Greatest Showman? I did. I only saw it once. Because that was kind of an obsession for a lot of people. Still no, is. People, yeah, no, people were obsessed with it. And I watched it because people were so obsessed with it. And that one's a love story too, right? Sort of. Like there's like a bunch there of different are, things. But yeah, there is. There's like love thrown in there every so yeah. often. It's a musical. So we kind of have to yeah. because I, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we watch. We love musicals. We La- do love musicals. <laughs> La La Land, The Greatest Showman. Coco's a musical. Coco. Yeah. Coco is good. Yeah. Have you seen Paddington 2, by the way? No. We need to see this because. <laughs> is it good? We do, well, it's been rated as the greatest movie of all time. It passed Citizen no, Kane. No, it's not. <laughs> for a second, before they found the negative review on Rotten Tomatoes, Paddington 2 was rated as the highest critically rated movie of all time. You found- mean a sequel? Yes. But then they found. Wait, Paddington the Bear? Yes, Paddington the Bear. This is okay. why I need to watch it. <laughs> I've heard when it came out, like, oh, well, this, you were 17, so I wasn't going to drag you. I was like, you. this looks stupid. I don't w- want to see it. <laughs> I wasn't going to drag you to see it. Now I might drag you to see that. I think both now of us. Now you might. Okay. I think now's the time to uh, t- to kind of check this out, this Paddington 2, and see, get to the bottom of it. All right. When you have time on your hands. We'll, we'll yes. Find, we'll figure it out. So number four in 2017 is Kendrick Lamar's Humble. Yes. Let's get into that. You mentioned, you kind of teased that out. Like you, when you hear this song, you think of a certain moment or place. What, what do you think of? Yeah, I've been obsessed. Like I was obsessed with Kendrick Lamar, you know, since my sophomore year of high school, which was 2015. Yeah, yeah 2015. When I saw him at Outside Lands for my 16th birthday. I was there too. I was sitting, because I, yes. I was like, okay, I have to see Kendrick. So we waited out the concert before to get close to Kendrick. At that point, I knew a lot of his music, but it wasn't like, like really loved him. But after that concert, I was like obsessed with Kendrick Lamar. And then Humble came out in 2017, which was, I really enjoy this song. Like 
I think it's really good. And then I went to Coachella my senior year of high school and we saw Kendrick and the song came on and me and my friends were right by the barricade of the the VIP section. There's like a VIP section right in the middle of the crowd with just like a barricade. So we were right up against it. And as the song was playing, he disappeared and then came up right in the VIP section, right in front of me and just like sang the song in front of me. And I was like, oh my God. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put little baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Tell them be humble. So that, like this song is definitely 2017, my senior year of high school. Like that's what I, you know, remember this song by. I took you to, really gives me the chills. I took you to Outside Lands when you were in 10th grade. Yes, you did. Oh well, God. I was going into 11th grade. I was going into 11th grade because it was August, my, my 16th birthday. That's r- Oh, that's right. Birthday concerts. Yes. The whole family went though. Like mom, you, Maddie went with her friends. Yeah. And then I brought Olivia. It's a good time. We kind of <laughs> spread out. We never saw you. <laughs> yeah. We kind of, while we were 16, we were like, don't hang out with us. <laughs> right. No, I, I get, I get it. <laughs> I remember going with Maddie to Coachella. And as soon as she stepped on that grass, she sprinted away from me. And I was by myself like, oh, all right. Bye, Maddie. <laughs> oh, bye. bye, Maddie. Have a good time. I'm still time. mad you brought her to Coachella, not me. <laughs> you eventually got there. I got there eventually. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, to redeem yourself. Was mm-hmm. Kendrick one of your favorite shows of all time so far in your career, your concert going career? Definitely the Coachella show was yeah. definitely high up there. I like, yeah, still have videos of him like in front of me and I watch them every so often and it's crazy. And just the whole show, not even that part, but like the whole show was just really good. He kind of, he like put on a performance, you know, that's what I like about Kendrick because he like has actual stories within his songs, which like a lot of people, obviously most artists do, but for some reason I just really, I can really hear them and see them in Kendrick's music. It also helps when you have an experience like that, where, where he's so close Mm -hmm. to you, it it kind of elevates them to, you know, the band or the artist to a, Mm -hmm. you know, bigger status, you know, like the more intimate shows. I mean, not that Coachella is intimate, but when you have an intimate moment like that, yeah, that intimate elevate. Definitely. Let's keep moving along. Number four, I'm 100% sure you know this song. This oh, 100%. Is, this is, I wonder if you can even do the dance. This is for, this is the song Footloose by Kenny Loggins. You've seen yes. both versions. Do you? Yes, I have. Okay. Do you have a preference? The original is obviously better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> the newer one, I don't know. It's just, I always like the originals better. Yeah. Um, that's not maybe a popular opinion of my age group. I don't have it in my notes, but who who was in the the remake? Who Kevin Bacon's role? Like, I don't know his name. You, okay. I didn't know that my kids knew this song, knew mm-hmm. Footloose, but they do it at camp. They dance. They they do the dance at camp. Mm-hmm. So that is how they that's how they learned about Footloose. No, yeah, we do the dance at camp for sure. And you but do I the think dance. I knew it before. Do you remember it? the dance yeah go ahead no don't not with your hands not with your hands let's see your feet this is my feet get your feet come on get your foot loose let's see what you can do (laughs) 
right. So uh, as I look this up, it, yeah. yeah. Kenny Wormwald, who I have no idea. I know. Julianne Huff. Julianne Huff, I know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She was Ariel. Dennis Quaid played the Reverend, who was, uh, that was John Lithgow. Yeah. Okay. This, the Kenny Worm, War- Wormwald is in all like dancing movies. Oh, he's okay. in like gotcha. Step Up and okay. Center Stage. And so he's a dancer. He played Dennis Wilson in Love and Mercy. The, uh, the Beach Boys movie. Oh, wonderful. I did not know that. Okay. When I think of the new Footloose, I think of Miles Teller, which he's not even like a big main character, but he's who I know. Who is Miles Teller? I can't even remember who. Miles he- Teller is the guy in what you guys oh. would know, Whiplash. Played wi- played Willard, the part uh, that uh, Chris Penn the played. The bad dancer. Yes. Chris Penn yes. played it in the 84 oh, version. Yes. Okay. Miles Teller. But Miles Teller is the guy from Whiplash. He's in a lot of stuff, actually. Was he the drummer? The drum. He was the drummer, yeah. Yeah. As Emma was a drummer, too. Did you know that, Holly? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, I did know. Of course. <laughs> she was a- you can ask her to play some drums for us, too. Get up and do Footloose and then uh, play us and a then song. Just, yeah. Yeah, she was in Drumline. Good for her. Yay. Yay. Go drummers. Go drummer. We love, we love drummers. Do you know Kenny Loggins at all? Do you know, like, could you name another Kenny Loggins song? <laughs> Do you know no. what he would look like? If you saw Kenny Loggins walk down the street, no. would you point? Okay. I would not know. Okay. But I'm also bad at that right. in general. Okay. Like if I saw, like if I saw someone from Coldplay, I don't know. I you would, wouldn't Chris be like, oh you my would, God, Martin. it's that guy from Chris. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, it's Chris Martin. Like I'm bad at knowing. I'm bad at knowing. I'm bad at the correlation. Like I know the song, yeah. I know an artist, but I don't know if they go together. I don't know the face. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> it's my downfall. <laughs> well, we're talking to the wonderfully talented and beautiful and vivacious Emma Sloan. And as we do at this point, take a break. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon.
Welcome back to the What Difference Does It Make podcast and our super special guest, Emma Sloan. Number three in 2017 is That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. And I think Mm -hmm. all parents love Bruno Mars. All parents do love Bruno Mars. (laughs) All parents, because he reminds us of an artist from 1984. This song would have been a hit in 1984, I believe. Yeah, I would say that too. Yeah. Do you like Bruno Mars? Yeah, I'm not like a big fan of Bruno Mars, but I, when his songs come up, it's not like I'll necessarily skip them. <laughs> that's, that's an endorsement. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I won't skip them. Obviously, is huge. Like that's funny because so he's not. Because <laughs> he's not Typically. huge. He's really small. <laughs> no, yeah, he's obviously like a really big artist now and has a lot of has a big fan base and everything. It has really catchy songs, but it's personally not my music taste. So that's why I don't necessarily listen to him a lot. But when he comes on or when he performs, I watch it. You know, he's a really good performer as well. Back in the day when you went to parties and things, was Bruno mm-hmm. Mars ever played? No. Bruno mm. Mars would not be played. At the at bar mitzvahs. Week, yes, at the <laughs> Where parents are high around. school events, when the parents are around, Bruno Mars is played. But at parties, I mean, it's a, more songs like Kendrick, like rap songs mm-hmm. that are played or EDM songs, you know? Yeah. Okay. Which you can't really dance that well to, but still. That's an interesting distinction. Like parent-sanctioned events, you get Bruno Mars. Because mm-hmm. he's safe and familiar. Yeah. He's, he's a- not perfect. Like, he doesn't have profanity necessarily. Mm-hmm. But actually, this song is pretty... I mean, racy, a lot of these Pretty song- profane. Pretty spicy. So at camp, this is one of the songs that I have to do with camp. I was, like, the dance specialist. And so for um, people would choose dance as their, like, like their free activity that they chose mm-hmm. to do. The hoog, yes. <laughs> so I had to, for like literally eight-year-olds, had to choreograph a, a dance to this song. But it's like really like honestly sexual song. So I felt like really weird doing it. But that's what I, this song <laughs> reminds me of that oh, that's in 2017. Well, it has a good memory, even it, if you don't yeah. love the song. Well, a memory. Well, no, it's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah. Did you choreograph um, something to the song? Yeah, I was a dance specialist. I don't remember it. It was like dumb, like just like step ball, cha- you know, st- like seven-year-old dancing. But yeah. Wish I saw that. <laughs> Me like being the dance teacher in the I, front, like remembering. <laughs> it's so much. I miss so much. Well, that was not, at, I know. It's at that camp. That was at camp. Yeah. When right. the, you know, you guys aren't around. And I know. 
but yeah. camp memories, it seems like camp memories are going yeah. to be sticking with you for forever. Oh, for sure. I, I remember camp more than high school in a weird way. But when you think about that, when you're spending a solid month doing this as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, getting up every day and going, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I understand it better now because my kids would say the same thing. I don't know. Camp, you obviously cho- are choosing to go there. You're having fun going there. And at school, you don't really, you know, school. So you're making the best of it. Yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. camp is okay. definitely more memorable. Okay. Let's go to 1984 and this duet. Uh, <laughs> this, the song is Say, 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 Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and Paul McCartney. Michael Jackson, yes. kind of the, the Bruno Mars of his day. Yes. And so you, you had never heard, you hadn't heard this song. No, but which was most surprising to me because of all of the people maybe besides Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney are the two that I like know, like know very well, mm-hmm. but I had no idea they ever had a duet together and I had never heard the song before, which was really interesting to me. They actually had a duet earlier. That's on the album Thriller, a horrible song. Oh, horrible. It really was. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I almost, I didn't buy Thriller because I did not initially because I hated this song that the girl is oh, mine. Man. The girl. Uh, and it was just like, the doggone girl is mine. It was just like, it was, <laughs> it was just, just not good. It was not good. But <laughs> this song, Say, 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 I really love this song. And so um, it was just fun. And I love the video. And I loved it. Yeah. They were just, both of them were just being charming. And did you watch the video? Yeah, I liked the song. Like, I mean, it was my first time hearing it, but I, you know, I liked it. And that it is interesting how music videos then were so elaborate. And like, so yeah, like movie, like, and like, there's a song and then you, there's a whole different music video, but for like now it's just like music videos and just them like standing there. But you guys had MTV where you would watch music videos and like, that's how you learn the songs through the music Huge video. Budget. Yeah. Huge budget and for a yeah. video. It wasn't on demand. We had to sit in front of the TV and just wait for our favorite and video. And just to- wait for this favorite song. <laughs> Like the radio, Happ- was Happ- like listening to the radio. Happily yeah. sat in front of the TV and just sat there and just watched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hours. Now that does not happen. Yeah. MTV is not that. <laughs> know so there's paul mccartney and michael jackson did you know who the woman is in that video that played paul's friend i wasn't looking that hard who yeah, that, was it <laughs> that, that was that's linda mccartney who is paul's oh. wife huh. was paul's wife who died yeah, she, she passed away yeah. a, a number of years ago but i was just curious to know if, if you know who that was yeah, yeah I, I don't think i was looking that closely but i also don't think i would have known that in general you would have no reason to know that I know Paul McCartney, that's for sure, but... <laughs> Would you know John Lennon's wife? Yoko? Um, yes, very good. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> you said of course. I, do you know how many Beatles documentaries I've watched? Okay, good. <laughs> that's good. Just testing. All right, let's go on to... Now we're at number two. Okay, <laughs> number two. 
It's Despacito. Despacito. Oh, my God. Louis Fonzi, right? Am I saying these right? Louis Fonzi? Louis Fonzi. Okay. Holly speaks fluent Spanish, so she knows. Oh, okay. She knows. So go ahead. Tell me, who are the... Think, go ahead, Ollie. You you take it for number two. Louis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee. How much do you like this song? It's very catchy. Put it, yeah. Wait. And Justin Bieber's in it. That was I didn't like. Honestly, when I think of Despacito, it's just Justin Bieber. Yeah. You know. And he wasn't oh, in it originally. Funny. No. Yeah. yeah. No, it was because just they I mean to make an English version. Just because Justin Bieber's on it, you paid attention to it, right? Is that well? Because Justin Bieber was on it, it became so popular like anything justin bieber does becomes crazy popular and it's a really catchy song so that's the reason that i didn't realize i i guess i should have why it became so big i thought because they of the video i i did did you watch the video yes it's very visually appealing yeah no i really it's, like the video yeah is there an english version that that daddy yankee and and lewis Fonsi's sing I don't know. Songs that are written in Spanish that are originally written in Spanish, and I discovered this years ago with Shakira, who I love. But I think that her songs in Spanish are. I prefer her songs in Spanish. I mean, in the songs that are written in Spanish, I do not love them when they're translated to English or when she just writes in English. Because, and this is probably the same way it is in every anyone any artist who writes in their native language. The language is so much more colorful. You know, I translated it to English from the Spanish lyrics. And then I actually looked at the translation, you know, the professional English translation to see how much it differed. So it's so pretty in Spanish. So, okay, the first one, si sabes que yo llevo un rato mirándote. In literally in English, it means, you know, I spend a long time looking at you. It is not the same. It's so much more poetic in mm-hmm. Spanish than, yeah. than it would be translated. I guess that's obvious, but it's painful when you know the language and you appreciate the, the song in its native language and you understand it, then mm-hmm. hearing it translated to English, it's almost like jarring. Well, Spanish, like all of the romance languages, especially Spanish, just in general, the language is poetic and like romantic yeah. and pretty, you know, it like is smooth and in my opinion, more beautiful, like the way that you can express yourself in Spanish or in French yeah. or whatever is prettier. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in English, it's cut and dry, you know. That's a good description, and, and you're right. I guess it is even if you don't know, you know, even if it, you're listening to a song in a language you don't know, it just sounds, it even sounds prettier. I would imagine when Justin Bieber sings it, then it, it means even more to you. 
even <laughs> if he is trying i think he was learned this uh this song phonetically it's still it, it worked for you this song was played everywhere it's not played as much anymore but like when it comes on it's still you know people all still sing it wait until your high school together. reunion at your high school reunion you'll hear it <laughs> When you go to weddings, oh you will hear it. I know, I, I know it's it's weird to talk about right now. This is a song. This is it will never ever escape you. This is it's kind so of true. it's going to be I like don't think it will. it's like Mambo number no. five or Macarena or something. This is a song. Seven point three billion views on, on YouTube. It's, crazy. it's just yeah. it's just nuts. That's so yeah. So I, I hope you like it because you're gonna live with this song for the next eighty years. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> When you see a number like that, 7 billion views, do you think about what that really means? Like, so is it, is it someone, someone who's 15, just clicking refresh or replay every time they've watched it? Definitely. When I like there's music or like videos on YouTube that I just really like watching. There's this radio station from Australia that puts their stuff on YouTube. That's just does covers Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with this one video of like a Tame Impala cover and I just watch it all the time. So like it could like, I'm sure I'm like at least a thousand views, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I sometimes just rewatch it when I like, I think that's also my generation. When we like a song, we play it over and over and over again until yeah. we get sick of it. And then we go on to the next. And then when we refine that, we play it over and over and over again. Yeah. That's, we've always been like that. I think that's, yeah. that's how yeah. top 40 radio has worked is that you play yeah. the same song every two hours or, or less, yeah. actually every hour. Yeah. Like, Cause I mean, in 1984, we wanted to hear Michael Jackson. We wanted to hear Prince. And when you turn on the station, yeah. you, you know, program directors wanted to make sure that's exactly what was going to be on the air. And that's yeah. always been, the, that's always been the way it, it's, yeah. yeah, but now you can it's, listen to it on demand. Now so. you can, yeah, you can just on Spotify just put it on a loop if you want to, and yeah. just listen to it over and over again. Let's go to 1984, number two. What's "Love Got to Do with It" by Tina Turner? Yes. Okay, Tina Turner. Does yes. that name mean anything to you? Yes, it does. Tina Turner. When you hear <laughs> Tina Turner, <laughs> when you hear Tina Turner, what do you think of? I don't know, Tina Turner. Like that's just the like you. It's the name. I don't know how to describe it. It's just Tina Turner. Is it because of Beyonce? Like that, you know, she always references Tina Turner as a, as a huge influence on her performance. I mean, now that you, like, I I didn't know that, but now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I don't know. She's just like the, like Tina Turner is just an icon, you know? You know the song, What's Love Got To Do? Yeah. Oh, I definitely know the song. Yeah. There's a documentary on HBO. I know sometimes you, you kind of gravitate towards documentary, music documentaries. Have you seen that one yet? I don't think I have, actually. We will definitely watch that. Okay. You must understand The touch of your hand Makes my folks react That it's only the thrill Of boy-meeting girl Opposites attract It's physical Only logical Must try to ignore that it means more than that. Oh, what's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love but a second-hand emotion? What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? It may seem to you that I'm acting. Yeah. 
Tina Turner's had quite a storied career, and it's uh, it's worth yeah. looking into and learning a lot more. I about have, her. I think, seen the trailer to the documentary. Yeah, so but, this this was like a huge comeback for Tina Turner. She was with. I, yeah, I don't know if you're familiar she's in her with forties. Yeah, so right, yeah. which was weird. I mean, this was a woman who was famous with her husband. I, she was married to Ike Turner, and mm-hmm. there was the Ike and Tina Turner. Ike and Tina. Yeah, Ike and Tina Turner review. Uh, you know, we could show you some videos from the from the late sixties, early seventies. You know, Mick Jagger learned how to dance from her, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just uh, just a dynamic performer. And then she kind of disappeared. She, you know, she divorced Ike Turner, and um, it was a and, bad, yeah, and her career just kind of, yeah, kind of dipped. But you know, she never gave up. And then you know, here she, this woman is in her forties, and she puts out this album, Private Dancer. Uh, and it just took off. It was it was mm-hmm. it was a huge huge smash in 1984. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And so yeah, now she's iconic as Tina Turner, and now in the in the Rock Hall again as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you watch this video? Yeah, the hair is crazy. <laughs> she, that's her. That's her. Her her thing. Her but I was thinking yeah. about this because she is she is an icon. But watching this video and seeing her, <laughs> I'm thinking about what you think if you see her, you know, come up off the subway. It's like seeing yeah. any yeah. any artist that you're not expecting to see. You know, it's uh, yeah. But she's, I mean, she's Tina Turner. She is. <laughs> is that how you would recognize? You would point to her. You're Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Here we go. Number one songs. Are you ready? The number one mm-hmm. song from 2017, the year Emma graduated from high school. <laughs> This is uh, an artist named Ed Sheeran. Are you familiar with Ed Ed Sheeran, Sheeran, The Shape of You? Tell me about Ed Sheeran, Emma. (laughs) I am very um, familiar with Ed Sheeran. I was obsessed with Ed Sheeran when I was, I think, in middle school. Yeah, I was definitely middle school. His first album, I, like, loved this album. It was so good. It was, like, the one with A-Team and all those songs. Mm -hmm. And so... My dad surprised me with tickets to a concert, which was one of the most intimate concerts. And we were just in the pit, just pretty close up. He's an amazing singer and super talented. And that was a really good concert. And then as I got older, he kind of he kind of dropped off for a second, like was not popular at all. Honestly, Emma, it was because he became too popular, I think, for you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You moved on to other <laughs> artists after that. That's kind of what happened with like One Direction when I, I was obsessed with One Direction. <laughs> obsessed. I mean, I still am. Mm-hmm. But when I, after I saw them in concert, I was like, okay, that was amazing. But now, okay, I saw them. It's good. So maybe that is just like I get obsessed with artists. And then once I see them, I'm like, okay, that was amazing. And I think of Ed Sheeran at now who I also love. And by the way, the intimacy of, of his shows carries over to, I saw him at the forum and I still felt like it was an intimate show, Mm -hmm. but I think his stuff is like almost evergreen. I mean, their songs are popular when they're popular, but he's one that I think can be listened to anytime, you know, Mm -hmm. and you can still have the same appreciation for it. The club isn't the best place to find a lover. So the bar is where I go. Me and my friends at the table doing shots, tricking fast, and then we talk slow. 
Come over and start up a conversation with just me And trust me, I'll give it a chance Now take my hand, stop it, and the man on the jukebox And then we start to dance And now I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love Your love was handmade for somebody like me Come on now, follow my lead I may be crazy, don't mind me Say, boy, let's not talk too much Grab on my waist and put that body on me Come on now, follow my lead Come, come on now, follow my lead with the shape of you We push and pull like a magnet do Although my heart is falling too I'm in love with your body And last night you were in my room And now my bed sheets smell like you Every day discovering something brand new well, I'm in love with your body you know, your your mother I mean, saw him at the Rose Bowl Yeah, even a bigger that's what show I was gonna, That's what I was just going to say Like, from... The Rose Bowl, which is like huge, obviously, and had like thousands and thousands of people in it. And she loved the concert. I think she became obsessed with him after after the concert because she didn't she really know him that well before. But then, like, obviously, he's a great performer, great singer. He's such a talented singer. Like, that was my main thing. I was just like, he's just so talented. It was funny because my concert experience with Ed Sheeran was like this big and I could like probably touch him. And then her experience five years later was huge, you know, thousands and thousands of people, but she still loved it, you know, so good for him. (laughs) I'm sure his show didn't change. Well, it changed a little bit, I'm sure, but because it's 100,000 people instead of just, uh, you know, 12,000 people. Well, yeah. When I saw him, I think he, it was only that, that one album, maybe a couple, couple new releases or something like that, but it was definitely, he only had a, you know, a small selection of songs to go off of. You pretty much discovered him. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like to think. You saw him busking and like, Hey, this guy's kind of good. Hey, this guy's good. (laughs) Okay. So now we're heading back. We're going to wrap it up. This is When Doves Cry by Prince. What what do you think of this, (laughs) this guy and this song? It's Prince. (laughs) Another icon like this is the icon of the icons obviously we went to a prince concert which before that concert i was like who the hell is prince i was like i don't know who this is so again this was a spring break and you were this was yeah you were nine i, was, I think 12. 12 no no 12 12 okay so 2000 I was in middle school <laughs> so I, was, I think i was in sixth or seventh grade april 2012 um, we went to go see it yes but before that obviously i had heard the name prince but I was also 12 years old, so it's not like anything really stuck with me. Then we saw him, and I was like, oh, my God, who's this kid? And now we, like, <laughs> now we still have, like, we still talk about it, This that concert to this day. Still do the our inside joke, <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, him just looking at himself How do I look? in the mirror do I and look just okay? being, like, oh, amazing. Like, <laughs> just admiring himself on stage in front of, like, thousands and thousands of people just being obsessed with himself. And no, yeah, that, that concert really sticks out in my mind do, still. Do and you I, remember how the show started? How he came out on stage? No. Okay. D- did you watch the, you watched the When Doves Cry video? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you see him like get out of the tub mm-hmm. and crawl? Yes. That's how the show that's started. How did, that's how we did. No, now that you say that, I do remember. He crawled on the stage. Yes. Or like, like five minutes without <laughs> saying anything. The music is building. And we were all just, what? No, you were looking puzzled, I think. Like, no, what? I know I was because at this point I still had no idea 
who he was basically like I did know who he was but I didn't you know like sure. I knew the name Prince I knew you know he had the shirts and <laughs> we listened to a couple of his songs and everything like that but I didn't realize how obviously iconic and like influential he was until way after would go back to school you know after break and tell my friends about my cool break they were all like who like they all didn't know <laughs> which is why I'm so thankful that <laughs> you are the dad that I have so that I could you know get to know all these things that were so that I would like who doesn't know Prince now you know but you I knew him when no one else did in my generation <laughs> if I think because, your job is because, done yeah, you're done. You're... My job is never done. We, yeah. we still have. We gotta watch this Tina Turner documentary. We got. Uh... Yeah. But then after that, we're gonna we're yeah. good. Have you have you seen the movie Purple Rain? Um, no, I don't think I have actually. Okay, I don't know mm. how well it will hold up. Um, the performances, of course, are great. It's kind of like Emma goes to Oregon, and then Animal House was filmed there, and I th and they had a screening for Animal House with. Uh, with all the students there. I think for, for your generation, Animal House has not aged well at all. No, I wrote a whole essay about it. <laughs> so offensive, right? It's so, so awful. <laughs> like yeah. every line in that movie would, you could not, could never get away with that now. You know, everything is just so offensive and so like. Inappropriate. Just inappropriate, like not just inappropriate, just like literally illegal things were like. <laughs> harassment sexual harassment just like hazing and just making fun of like disabilities and sexual orientations and like literally anything and it's just like how was this even okay back back when it was made like i don't get it this was funny how we thought this was funny <laughs> there's literally a scene where there's a devil and an angel on this guy's shoulder trying to convince him to literally rape a girl <laughs> And everyone's like, ah, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's horrifying. Like, 
Oregon was the only school to um, allow them to film at our school. What does that say? <laughs> I know, exactly. I'm like, oof. <laughs> and I still wanted to see the frat house. <laughs> I'm, no, I mean, well, my freshman year, the, the house that it was filmed at, like the main house, that was my favorite frat's you know, house. So I was there all the time. They have this whole room dedicated to Animal House. This is the Animal House room. It's crazy. I guess that's in one movie they're not going to remake. No. But it's still, like, even though it's not good anymore, it's still talked about a lot. Our whole shout video at football games, where there are the videos. There, Everyone's in togas in the Animal House. So it's still a big thing. People still talk about it because... I didn't even see Animal House until I think my sophomore year. But during the start of the third quarter, for every Oregon football home game, they play shouts and everyone goes nuts, which they should. And the music video is the toga and that's, yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's still a fun moment. Emma, thank you. (laughs) Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Tell your friends. You have all those followers, so we're going to expect you to uh, (laughs) act We're just using you. I'll do do the advertisement. (laughs) Perfect. Love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Best guest ever. Best guest ever. Okay. So Uh, cute. She is. Okay, that was really fun. That was a lot of fun. And you know what I realized? As we were going down this list of songs from 2017 and 1984 and movies 2017 and 1984, I realized that I preferred the movies from 1984 but the music from 2017 at least the top five on these lists weirdly i don't know i know it's a personal thing how about you do you have a did you find yourself preferring one or the other actually that does not surprise me i think just because the top five are usually the most mainstream songs Mm -hmm. And as a parent now, you are in the mainstream. Those are the ones that appeal to you, are the ones that get played all the time. So like a Bruno Mars, (laughs) perfectly great. Uh, uh, If Holly, if you were in high school in 2017, you would not give Bruno Mars the time of day, I, I think. You would be more into the indie scene or whatever EDM. Well, I don't know. You'd be into something else. But because, the equivalent of mod or ska or punk or new wave. Right, right, exactly. So I think because of our age that these mainstream songs are, hey, I kind of like this this hip little uh, Ed Sheeran. He's got a lot to offer. So, you know, I, I could that makes makes sense for, for both of very us. Good, that's a good observation. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right. All right, so that was a great exercise to do. And uh, we'll, we'll do that again. We'll bring, uh, we can bring our children in more, to, more often. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, again, a new episode every Friday. I would love it if you subscribe. You know every Friday we have a new episode and you open up your phone and boom, there's a new episode because you subscribe. So please subscribe to our, our podcast. You'll get a new treat every Friday. Yeah. Give us a review, uh, whatever you can. So until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 